L O R E N. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. It's the Man to Man Boys. We got Lauren Gray on today, singer songwriter, social media star. Episode two, season four. We're still out here in Los Angeles. Uh, again, don't be that guy who just watches the videos and doesn't subscribe. Make sure to like, share this with all your friends. We're a small podcast. We're trying to get up there a little bit. Uh, appreciate the love, and I don't know, dude. Let's get into the pod. UFC superstar Jorge Game Bread Masvidal, dude. What's going on, baby? What's up, everybody? Today we're switching things up and talking man to woman. Please welcome, please welcome on the show, singer, songwriter, social media star, Lauren Gray. We um, know you like the DJ. I am. Okay. <laughs> One ninety nine for a banana bag, bro. I felt like I ran a marathon with no training. Yeah. Is that your first one? Have you ever been to like? No, first one, and it was cool. It was really cool because we got to we were in the tent and they made things really easy for us. But I was still, yeah. It, it, you have to. It's standing for like six hours. Well, we were on a, a flight from Nashville. Also, she was in Nashville. I'm sure you knew there was like a tsunami back when she was performing that weekend, and yes. it came out at like midnight. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think she got fined a pretty hefty amount for just staying out there to like two a.m. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Um. And then our flight from Nashville to Los Angeles, there was a, t- it was at what, 520? And there was a ton of people, a ton of families and children on that plane. I'm like, are they going to the Taylor Swift concert? What's going on? Most definitely. Cool. Let's get into it. Cool. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Deep breath. Here we go. <laughs> I do that every time. All righty. Welcome back to the Man to Man podcast. Today, we're switching things up and talking man to woman. Oh, please, welcome, <laughs> please welcome on the show, singer, songwriter, social media star, Lauren Gray. Thanks for having me, guys. Let's go. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for coming thank on. You, Let's you, go. I know. Come on. Come on. What's been going on? All right. So you've been you've been very busy lately. Obviously, congratulations on the the album and the the remix single that just came out. But I think our game plan for you is just to timeline it up and just who is Lauren Gray? Where did it start? So we might ask you kind of the broader questions to to start out. But when did social media kind of start for Lauren Gray? How did that process? How did you get into that process? Yeah. So it, it all happened by accident. I started posting. <laughs> as most, you know, tween kids do. And I had social media for my friends at school. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I never looked at it as a career. It was like collage pictures of me and my friends. Yeah. Then I started making videos on Musical.ly and I was using it kind of as like a, do you remember Dub Smash? Is that like a MySpace for us? No. Oh my gosh, it was kind of like, it was in between... Vine and Musical.ly. Okay, because we were on Vine, we were, right? We were okay. making videos People on used Vine, dub dude. Smash. It was, I would say it was like the first audio lip sync type app. Okay. But it wasn't really a platform in and of itself. Gotcha. So I found Musical.ly, and I liked making the lip sync videos. Yeah, I yeah, post yeah. them on my Instagram. And I didn't realize I was uploading them to the Musical.ly platform. Gotcha. So what happened was I was saving the videos to my camera roll. And they were uploading simultaneously oh, okay. and getting featured, which is now the For You page. Gotcha. Um, and they were all going viral on the platform. And I didn't know oh, okay. until I had okay. like 30,000 followers and okay. then I caught on. Okay. So uh, it kind of happened by accident. And then I, I really loved it. So it was just linked accounts right there. Kind of yeah. like what Instagram is when you post right there. It's linked to Facebook. Yeah. Something so like I was that. just, what is happening? 
pool There's parties. Party. Yeah, Why aren't we there? I know. We're going to go after. We're going to go right after that. <laughs> What's going yeah, on? yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I just, I was, do- I was doing it on accident. Got you. Got you. <laughs> now, okay. is, that, is that like you and all your friends are kind of doing this? Or are you kind of the one out mm-hmm. of the group that's doing this? So, I feel like at the beginning, no one really knew it was a platform. It was, it was I would say like a month period of no one knew what it was. Yeah. And then everyone started catching on. And there were people at my school that had hundreds of thousands of followers. Mm. But I started posting. Because yeah. Was, this, this is cool. I didn't have any friends. So, gotcha. it was cool to get... So you saw people that were already doing it with yeah, a big at following. Yeah, school. Okay, okay, um, okay. And then everyone... Like, what school did... Like, how did you grow up? Public school, private public school? school? Okay. Yeah, I went to... Um, Pennsylvania girl. Middle school. Gotcha. I never went to high school, but... Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I did. I graduated, but yeah. not public school. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So then when did you, like... I guess you transitioned to LA kind of early? How... What? When was that for you? When did you come over here and move? I moved here when I was 15 with my mom, and okay. then she stayed out here with me until I was about to turn 18. She moved back. With gotcha. My dad. So my dad stayed at home. Okay. With, gotcha. Without You're like, yeah, any we'll of see us. you, Dad. We'll be right back. Dude. Yeah, he was a bachelor, a lonely bachelor <laughs> for a couple years. And then what? What was the reasoning? Maybe a little bit behind you moving out here. Mm-hmm. Was there a story behind why you chose to come to LA? There was just more opportunity. I was already coming out here so often for different events. I came out here for the Kids' Choice Awards. I came out here for... I was always coming out here, and I had... At that point, all of my friends were out here, too, because I didn't have any friends in school. I wasn't in school. So it just made more sense for me to be around my peers. Gotcha. And, and more work opportunities. Gotcha. Uh, and then I signed my record deal when I was 16. So that yeah. required, you know. So gaining all these followers, I guess, are you, like, competing with your other friends back in school, like middle school and then, or was there like competition? No, was there beef no, going they, on or what? They all deactivated their account so they could make fun of me. Uh, what? Yeah. So okay. there was like a, there was like a week long period where I wanted to quit everything because mm-hmm. I became the laughing stock of the school. People were showing up to my cheerleading games and making fun of me. And it was jealous. Right? Yeah. yeah. It, you know, in retrospect, but at the time it felt like my world was collapsing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I stayed up all night crying. Everyone was tweeting about me, and um, you can't put musically on a resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hold up now, hold up now. Look at me hold now. Up. Look at me now. Um, <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> but there was a there was there was a week where things just got really bad, and I ended up leaving school. Yeah. Um, and my mom was very supportive. Yeah. She knew I loved doing what I was doing, and I was good at it. And my parents just kind of facilitated my. Interest. So that was an app though where you could. Because we've heard Josh Richards and kind of Bryce Hall talk about how they can start to make money on that app. Was that kind of what you were figuring out? On Musical.ly, I think, right? Yeah, there was a lot of... So monetization opportunities on social media are always evolving. Obviously, it was different back then than it is now. Sure. Um, So, I mean, you could live stream and make money. You still can, but... Gotcha. uh, You Now was more the platform for that. Okay. And then you could get brand deals and partners. And my first one was for um, Android. Let's I think go. I got paid like two hundred dollars, and go. I was thirteen, and that two hundred dollars changed my Bring life. Bringing the cash, bringing the cash, my life. I was like, "Oh, I'm rich." Yeah, oh, yeah, I made it. Did you go on any before we get into like I guess you going into TikTok because TikTok is what musically was. Yes, correct. Yeah. Did you go on any social media tours like we heard about all the other social media influencers? Okay, gotcha. I went on two. Um, the first one was kind of the first time that I experimented with music. Mm-hmm. I was 13 on my first tour, and it was interesting because it was sort of like a talent show. So 
kids would come because they wanted the meet and greet, right? Yeah. They didn't really care what you did on stage. Gotcha. But I took it as an opportunity to see what I was interested in. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm just going to sing one song. Yeah, I sang yeah. Riptide by Vance Joy for oh, 30 great song. shows. Yeah. Great choice. I was a terrible singer. I was not good. But <laughs> I loved it. And I told my I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to sing. Yeah. She's like, what are you going to do? I'm going to sing. She's Gotcha. She's like, and they, my parents had never heard me sing, really. So okay. I went out and I did it and I loved it. And then uh, after that, I started writing music. But Gotcha. Uh, I also went on another one where I hosted it. So, okay. Because at that point, after the first tour, I decided I wanted to actually make music. Yeah. So I, I wanted to, instead of just covering songs, I wanted to make original music and go on my own, do my own shows. Gotcha. So, uh, I just decided to host that one. So gotcha. When you're, when you're growing up, did you want to be like this big, you know, now, did you ever see yourself doing this or did you no. have something else you wanted to do? <laughs> She's like, nah, no, dude, it just started but how did that? Like, I feel like my mom kind of manifested this for me. I have a really vivid memory of her and I being in the car. We were at the bottom of the hill leaving my house and she looked at me in the car. I was 12. It was right before all the Musical.ly stuff happened. Mm -hmm. She was like, you're going to be famous. Oh, wow. And I was like, go. oh, God, I hope not. Like, I would hate oh. that. I would hate people in my business. And I wanted to be a scientist. I wanted to be a forensic anthropologist. That was my dream. And she was like, no, it's going to happen. I just know it. Yeah. And then in the next couple of months, it did. And then I loved it. Yeah. But I was, I was so against it before I even knew what it was like. Right. right exactly. So your mom was managing you then. And then you go. Kind of. Okay, gotcha. She wasn't necessarily managing me. Um, she wasn't, she was never a stage mom. Uh -huh. Um, she just kind of saw how much I love performing and I was mm. always, um, I've always had a lot of, not insecurities, but I've a lot of self doubt. And I think that sort of made it difficult for me to ever think that I could gotcha. do anything like this. Gotcha. But she saw something that I didn't. Gotcha. Cause I was a cheerleader and I did all kinds of, I just love to perform. Yeah. And you know, from an outsider perspective, I'm sure she saw that. But gotcha. I never did. So then let's talk about getting out to LA at such a young age with your mother, I guess. Where did, I guess you guys didn't stay at any content houses or anything like that. That no. was saying, yeah, no. like you're just staying out here. And then how does it, how does it go into like, okay, I obviously have this following on social media and then I want to be a musician, like for real, for real. I feel like for me, it's never truly been a transition. There have been milestones that I feel like my, the music side of my career is built. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think that I've ever really wanted to transition away from social media into music. I just gotcha. wanted to make music a facet of my career because I gotcha. love it. So... I don't know. I just kind of started building the music the way that I was building the social media presence. And, mm -hmm. and it's something that I enjoy doing. So, so take us through gotcha. getting with a record label. Kind of how did that come about? Did you, are you out there kind of searching for a, a label at that point once you know you want to do the music? Or is it kind of just, I'm going to do this and whoever comes to me, it is what it is? Kind of. I... I went to the UK when I was 15 and I did a bunch of writing sessions mm -hmm. and my ex-boyfriend, my boyfriend at the time, he was an artist and mm -hmm. I watched him and I would go to his sessions and I wanted to do it really bad yeah. and I was so jealous. So I, at that time I was managed by his manager as well. Gotcha. And I was like, please get me in a room just with the, uh, with the people that he works with yep. because I wanted to see if I was any good at it. Yeah. <laughs> and I had always written poetry, but I had never put myself out there as a songwriter. Mm -hmm. So it was cool to, you know, sort of 
finally have my moment where I could try it. Yeah. And it went really well. And then we took those songs when we got back to LA and that manager wanted to look for a deal. Gotcha. And obviously, like my parents aren't in the entertainment industry. I'm from Pennsylvania. So we were navigating it. Uh, we were putting a lot of faith in people who yeah. were telling us what the right moves right. were. And they thought that, you know, a record deal was the best next move for me. So we did. I signed with um, Virgin Capital. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, it didn't turn out the best, yeah. but I, I learned a lot from it. Yeah. We've had musicians on too, and they've, they've, a lot of our interviews have been independent artists. Like, do you feel like you've had more creative freedom just being an independent artist Absolutely. now? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard when there's so many cooks in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And for me, music's never been about, okay, how many streams can I get? How many records can I sell? It was just, I like doing this. I right. want to put out the best possible product. I mean, the, so the song that I have that has the most streams is Queen, and the label hated that song. They did really? not want to put it out. They said it was too mature, it was too risky, and I took the cover art with my mom on Portrait Road <laughs> on her phone, and I brought it to them. I was like, please. Show the haters what's up. Please. Let's go. And we put it out, and it worked. Yeah. And, you know, through COVID, there was just such a huge disconnect between me and my team. Yeah. They didn't get me, and I didn't get what was going on. Right. So they let me walk away, which was great. Um, and then I wanted to independently release something that I was proud of. What about as an artist, just yourself, kind of your process, again, one of the questions we usually ask is like, do you have a process for yourself of like just sitting down and writing songs? And where does that inspiration kind of come from? Do you have a place where you always have to get that inspiration from? It kind of depends on what I'm going through. I'm right. sure that's what everyone says. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that that is what it is. Sometimes I don't have anything going on and I have to dig a little deeper. Like recently I haven't really had many things to be sad or anything life's over. good right now life is good right. yeah so sometimes it's fun to dig deeper and, and look back and you know on different things but i don't know i usually start with conversation with yeah. the people that i'm writing with just go in a room and, and figure it out yeah or i'll write ideas on my own i yeah. write a lot of poetry still so those are ideas that can always be turned into songs right um but it's different every time yeah we know you're huge into the music videos too which we love but like how does it differentiate between going into a room and trying to come up with these different creative thoughts and then producing your own music videos. How does that, how is that different? Um, what, like coming up with the ideas? Versus yeah, I guess so. Cause are you, are you producing the music videos that you're in? Obviously you get help here and there, but yeah. So for my music videos, it was sort of a story that I worked out. Um, cause I wanted it to be, I wanted more of a storyline because mm -hmm. a lot of my music videos when I was signed to a label were just, okay, now be sexy. And right. I can I can I can do that all day long. Yeah. But I wanted to have more of a you know story and, and an arc uh, throughout the music videos. So mm -hmm. yeah, I mean I bounced ideas off of people on my team and people in my life, and I was like, I want a giant teddy bear. And they were like, Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. So should we talk about the teddy bear? If you want. The elephant in the room. What, what, what's up with the teddy bear? We actually didn't know this until about 30 minutes ago. There's some yeah. video going around with some teddy bear moving its head. What's going on with the teddy bear, dude? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. Yeah. All right. There's a battery in there or something, dude. I don't know. It's haunted. Haunted. That's a, that's a, that's a nice little <laughs> trick you got going for the, 
the world. <laughs> Take us through this album a little bit. Uh, Guilty that you just dropped. What was your creative process writing the album? And did they have sort of different feelings throughout each song? And how did it all come to fruition? How long were you working on the album for? So we did two different writing camps. Um, we did one where we were like, let's just have fun. Mm -hmm. And let's write. Because I, I was sort of in a place where... I wasn't happy in my relationship. I wasn't having fun. And I just wanted it to be me and my friends in a house writing music that we loved. Yep. And so a lot of the more up-tempo songs came from that first writing camp, Told You So, and all of those. Gotcha. And then the second writing camp we did, I wanted to sort of unpack things. Yeah. I have a really hard time with vulnerability, and it, that's something I wanted to tap into through music because I'd never been able to do that before. Gotcha. Especially, you know, being signed to a label, no one wants to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, the second week we tapped into all that and unpacked a lot of things. And yeah. so that's the other half of the album. How do you know what song goes first on an album like that? I don't know. You I just, just feel I it? just kind of, okay. yeah, you just kind of look at the song, for me at least. I just kind of thought about in, in what order would I want to listen to this. Uh, oh. Misery Loves Company is my favorite song on the album, and mm -hmm. I wanted to leave that for last because it was it was my favorite. Gotcha. So I was saving the best for last. Is there a reason why you haven't done like albums before this, or is this more of just you're complete? Like this is me now. I'm totally independent. Is there? There was never any mm, like the label never really wanted or gave me space for consistency. Yeah. It was always very stop and start and stop and start. And, oh, we don't like this direction. Let's move this way. Yeah. And right. so I never really got to actually sit and write a project, which is something that I was I really, really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, so this album for me was sort of coming into my own, seeing what if I was capable of writing an album and right. completing mm -hmm. a full project and also just laying the foundation because I have so many songs, so many singles, but there was never any cohesion. There was, any, there was never any, like, true identity. So I wanted to lay the foundation of okay this is the baseline this is where we're starting yeah let's build on this yeah talk a little bit about your fan base because obviously they're so close to you and it seems like you kind of bounce off them a lot like what is your what do your fans mean to you i mean <laughs> it's so corny right because i'm like every like everything because i was a 13 year old homeschooled kid in my room who live streamed pretty much 24 hours a day yeah and the only friends I had were the people on the internet telling me that I was cool when yeah. I felt like the least cool person in the world <laughs> yeah um so growing getting the opportunity to grow up alongside people and learn from them and give show them things that I'm proud of and yeah I don't know it's just been this sort of back and forth um for pretty much my whole childhood. And that's crazy, right? Not a lot of yeah. people can say that. Not a lot of people can say they have these people who have basically watched every day of my life since I was 13 years old, right. you know, in my parents' house in my bedroom. And now I'm here. Yeah. So it's always going to be, they're always going to be the most important to me. And um, they're very supportive of everything. Looks I do. like you and you and Taylor Swift kind of hand in hand got that yeah, loyal yeah, yeah. fan base there. Oh, it's yeah. She, I mean... Uh, we have a lot of overlap because I'm such a big Taylor Swift fan yeah. Yeah. that I'm like, I'm in with the Swifties. Yes. I am one of them. We want to we wanna hear about a crazy fan experience that you might have ran into. Oh, my god! Good or bad? Um, geez. There's been a lot of really cool ones. Um, 
I mean, even last night, I met so many people at the Taylor Swift concert. Sorry, I have allergies. So many people at the Taylor Swift concert who I'm not crying. <laughs> who like came up to me and gave me bracelets. She's like, I love my fans. I just love my fans. No, I do. I do cry about that sometimes. Yeah. Um, but trading bracelets with people and right. things like that. I, I run into people all the time in public. Um, I've had people show up at my house while not ideal. Um, I say you got stalkers, dude, or what's going on over there? Yeah, of course. Of course. There's always going to be that. Um, but you know, there's been more positive experiences. How do you, how do you stay like humble throughout just being so big? Um, I humble myself every day. (laughs) I, I still, when people ask me, they're like, what is it about you that people love? I could not tell you. Yeah. I still don't know. And I haven't figured it out. And I think that keeps me humble because I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know why you're watching. Just be yourself and take a deep breath. Yeah. Let's go into, I guess, uh, you kind of be an independent person now, but going into, you know, ventures, different, I don't know, businesses. It looked like you started your own jewelry business while you were still with Virgin, but obviously that's still a thing now. Talk to us about being on the business side, being on the back end of things and what have you learned so far with just running your own business? Um. Shout I learned out that at, there's a uh, lot of markets always. that are really saturated. What was it? I said I learned that there's a lot of markets that are really saturated. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's hit or miss. I mean, it takes a lot of research. And my interests right now lie with partnering with companies and brands that mm-hmm. I want to support and be a part of. Right. So I think eventually one day I'd want to have my own something right um but i'm not sure what that thing is yet there was this place in pennsylvania that's for sale right now and it's a dive bar and it's in the middle of the woods get back half in mile there, my house and i yeah. want it so bad it's, it's like build, like that, those are the things that i'm that excite yeah. me um what would the bar be called i don't know yet gotta workshop that a, one it has a name right now I, but i don't want to tell you because it's like the like the can't, locals would hate me. Yeah, the locals would spot. hate It's can't, in the middle of the woods. Like, yeah, they would hate me. Beach bar? Oh, like, my how, my name? Yeah, yeah, I'm just throwing out names. Oh, know, yeah, that's, that, that could work. Oh, in the middle I actually of the woods, hate, I hate the my beach. last name. Why do you hate your last name? Because <laughs> I got a lot of Lauren Bitch comments in school. Uh, my last okay. name's Beach. So then I went with Lauren Gray, and that it wasn't, wasn't too far from, you know, being something else. So... I couldn't really win. So I just stuck with Lauren Guy. Gotcha. Kind of with that, I kind of have a question in terms of like dealing with the negative like side of the internet. How is that for you? Do you just, you know, some people say they just don't even look at it. It's hard to ignore sometimes, but always there's going to be negative sides to everything. How is that for you and how has that been for you and how do you handle that? Yeah. It was really hard in the beginning. Right. I feel like especially when you're going through those super formative years between like 14 and 17. Right. Um, it was difficult and I definitely had my moments where I wasn't, you know, being the healthiest and taking care of myself and let people get in my head way too much. Yeah. Um, but I just don't care anymore. Yeah. Like life is too short and I don't, I kind of know which comments not to read now. Like I kind of know which (laughs) platforms I probably shouldn't read. Um, but I just don't care. I'm I'm 21 now. I've been dealing with this for eight years. Yeah. There's nothing anyone could say that can really. I was gonna say because on on all of your social media, it just seems like you're such a like lively, like positive person. I just don't. Sometimes I don't understand how somebody like that 
why people even do that in the first place. So, I mean, that's kind yeah. of a little bit of it too. But. Once you I see mean, it, it's, see it. it's, I mean, I don't want to say it's jealousy, but that is what it is, it's right? You see someone else trolls having on a the good internet, time you know? yeah. and you hate it. And I, I wish things weren't that way, but I don't know. There's, there's really nothing that I've heard it all at this point. Right. So. What do you, what do you like to do outside of all this stuff? All, oh all this gosh. stuff that people know who Lauren Gray, what? What are your hobbies, dude? What you got? So many things. Yeah. Outside of singing and, you know. Yeah. Karaoke. I love a good karaoke bar. What's the best karaoke song? Um, Are You Gonna Be My Girl. Okay. Yeah, that's a great one. Who's that by? I forget. I'm dumb. Who is it? Yeah. Jed. There you go. Shout out Griff. <laughs> Let's go. Drops of Jupiter over here. Just saying. Oh, yeah? Oh, loved. I would pay I'm money. I know, right? It would be awesome. But the karaoke bar after this. Oh, yeah. I'm going talents. tonight. Are you? I'm going to Manhattan Beach for my friend's birthday. Okay. Gotcha. And we're going to the karaoke We've bar. heard bungalow is the move out here, so I think we're going to go try to oh, yeah? blend in with the tourists She's like, over there. I don't know those eyes. Okay. I don't know if we're going to hit that one. <laughs> well, we're from Nashville, so we, we try to stay away from Broadway. All the tourists go to Nashville. Have you been in Nashville? Have you, like, recorded anything mm -hmm. in Nashville? No, but I'd love to. You've never been to Nashville? Mm -mm. All right. oh, no, but I out. want to. No, there's, like, a bunch of karaoke bars, and, like, we've been to all the bars and clubs in L.A., and yeah. I've exhausted all of my options yeah. so we're gonna go to manhattan beach and try something okay. new. Right. but yeah karaoke um i have my house in pennsylvania that i work on nice um, a little side project yeah. but i love it so much i have like five acres of land i got my john deere yeah and that's like my alter ego hannah montana miley cyrus yeah, life. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> and then i come back to my my hannah montana life uh and i go to dive bars in manhattan beach but while I'm there, okay. See, she's like, we were at a ton of dive bars last night. I'm like, we're, we got to go to a rooftop or something, dude. So it sounds like you're kind of more the divey, like, oh, let me yeah. go live out in the country. I don't you're like the same feeling way, judged. You know? yeah. I just want to, like, because I also don't know how to drink in moderation. Oh. So I have to be in a location <laughs> where people aren't going to yeah. judge too much. How do you deal with being out in public? Yeah. I go to dive bars. So just dive bars. <laughs> they don't know me. Oh, yeah, we um, know, yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I get insecure especially when like i know there's like that weird tension when you know someone knows me and, and they're like yeah. taking pictures and yeah. things like that and i'm like that always just it, it's so triggering it's because like, when i was little and i just started social media there were so many instances of people being so rude to me in person mm -hmm. that it like scarred me as an adult yeah and now as an adult i have so many positive experiences because i'm an adult but yeah. when i was a kid it was easier to take advantage of that and be an asshole right so i don't know a lot of moments from my childhood right. scarred me of being in public but I have so many great experiences. A lot of my like fans and people who follow me are in like college now, yeah. so they're not. I have a lot better experiences. People you ever thought about what about tour? Are you have you gone on tour? Are you planning I on going? I opened for Hunter Hayes recently. Oh hell yeah! Um, I have a couple more shows coming up in different places that we're still trying to confirm. Yeah, but the Hunter Hayes tour was awesome. Yeah, I opened for him on the East Coast. Nice, and that was super cool. Getting to learn from him and yeah. You know, spend a lot of time in a sprinter van. So. Yeah. How you like those awesome. sprinters, dude? It was, it was fun. It was <laughs> a like, mission. We're big on. All right. Well, I guess we asked this question at the end of all our interviews. Okay. You can take this any way you want. Um, man to woman, what is the key to success? And when we have females on, you know, dating advice, I mean, we're single dudes. If you got some advice for us or if it's just life advice or maybe to people that are younger than you, you give it to us, dude. Oh, my goodness. 
Like, okay, wait, which which question first? Which one should <laughs> we do? Me. Yeah, you gotta choose, dude. You gotta choose. Uh, Maybe a little bit of all of it, you know? Yeah, let's start with right. just... Keys to success. Yes. For a man. For a man? For a man, yeah. What do we gotta do out here, dude? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, I think that... Mm, I don't know. I think that I... I mean, for myself personally, I really respect someone who is intelligent mm -hmm. above anything. And has good jokes. I think guys think that we, we, us as in women, <laughs> yeah. and me, care way more about the way that people look. And it's, for me, it's not about that. I'm meeting someone tonight, so wish me luck. Sheesh. But I hope okay. he's not weird. We'll see. Okay, and I'll then what know. is, man's woman, what is the key to success in your professional career, in professional a professional career? career? Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, for me, the, the thing that's always worked is just trying to stay grounded and put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. I also feel like sometimes it's easy to get caught up in thinking too hard about the bigger picture instead of what's right here, right now, and right. what you can do with what you have. Um, so I think it's just one foot in front of the other to climb the hill instead yep. of jumping Keep going. In. Anything you want to plug? Oh, my goodness. Enough for plug you. Plug it out. Is out. Yeah. Brian V. And is there anything else I should plug? I feel like that's plug kind of it. Plug it no. That's it. Album for sure. Album. Yeah, the album. Guilty. The album. Let's go. Lauren Gray, we appreciate Thanks. you coming on. We'll right. see you. Thank you. Woo. All right. Cool. Awesome, guys. That was painless. Yeah. All right. Now we can jump in the pool and shotgun beers. So. Honestly, it's Friday. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing of this. Of course.